What's up, my little mistakers and new listeners? You're tuned in to the Humor in Mistakes podcast, where each week we have a guest come in and talk about past mistakes. I'm Donovan McNeil. And I'm Andrew Gleason. And we find mistakes hilarious. But human. We think we can learn a thing or two. So join us on our journey as two upcoming comedians who make mistakes. Take a listen, have a laugh, and go make a mistake. Update time. When do our episodes come out? What's been going on? McNeil, you didn't drop an episode last week. Well, first of all, thank you to those that reached out to see what was happening. Uh, To be frank, YouTube is taking off, and we've been focusing on that. We've actually doubled down on the amount of videos we were releasing, and we're probably less than a month away from being monetized on YouTube. So with that, the quality of our podcast has gone down, because we haven't been adhering to our standards of releasing an episode every week. We haven't been doing enough guest uh, filtering and trying to find guests. And we've been waiting to the last minute on things because of how much we're focusing on YouTube. We really haven't got our process down pat for having a YouTube channel and a podcast. And that's just the honesty of it all. Uh, We always go for authenticity here. So we're trying to figure it out. So one thing that Andrew and I decided on is until we figure out how to do both at the same time, uh, we are going to slow down our production of the podcast because we want the quality of each episode to be good. So starting June 1st, we're going to do an episode bi-weekly. So you'll get two episodes a month, the first Monday and the third Monday of each month. And that's just so we can focus on the quality of each episode. And then once we figure out our process, we'll probably ramp back up again. But for now, we're dropping to two episodes a month. I hope that can sustain your appetite, little mistakers. And this will just be a blip in the radar of our book of how we got in over our heads and had to scale down a little bit and then ramp back up. And honestly, that was a hard thing for me and Andrew to admit to ourselves is that we just couldn't do both right now while we're trying to figure out the YouTube process. We hope that you'll understand and continue to support us. We love you, little mistakers. We love all our listeners. Thank you for listening. Remember that mistakes are going to happen. And one of our mistakes was thinking that we could do both and not just admitting from the beginning that we needed to take a little break and slow down. But. Let's talk about our guest this week, who is Tara Reagan. If you don't know, Andrew and I are in a comedic duo called HS2. Why HS2? Well, we can get into our origin story at another date. Tara was our first coach, and she pushed us to go past our limits and helped us think about comedy on a deeper level. She's a wonderful human being and was such a joy and delight to interview. Tara is the founder and CEO of Autism Grown Up, a nonprofit focused on supporting the community as they grow up and navigate in adulthood. You can learn more at autismgrownup.com. Tara, thank you for doing this episode. And audience, guests, little mistakers, in this episode, you can learn about how to start a business based off an idea. Tara really goes into the fact that she doubted herself when starting this business because she thought about just getting a job. 
and she talks about how she overcame her self-doubt while still having it so it's like a mixture the self-doubt never goes away but you just got to push through it so you can learn a lot from this episode take a listen little mistakers thank you okay welcome to the humor in mistakes podcast this is a very chill episode we're here with our old coach our mentor our coup de gras i was trying to think of another word but coup de gras person is that a word that you can use in there tara reagan thank you so great to be here how's it going great i am gonna look up coup de gras i think it's like the final the final countdown the list yeah you were like our final coach yeah, I guess so. Right? Yeah. The most recent one. And Andrew Drew Gleasy Gleason. Hello. How's it going? I'm good. I want to clarify. You said our old coach. She's not old as in age. Well, like in, in mind, yes. Like she's like Damn. a wise Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Uh, you got a very like World War, born in like World War II era Asian oh, yeah. martial arts master. That's impressive. Thanks, guys. Brain. Yeah, because yeah, every time you come over, I'm always mentioning my black belt. Well, <laughs> you, you have those training sessions that, that are like a Mr. Miyagi type, right? Because he had, he had uh, Johnny waxing cars and, yeah. and picking up his jacket and stuff. Yep. And it's like it ultimately to make you better. And I feel like you have those uh, lessons. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Are you thinking about like the scavenger hunt I had you guys go on a few years ago? Exactly. Yeah. I <laughs> felt more connected to Andrew after that. I'm glad that was the whole lesson. We would have never thought to do that. No. I don't like searching for shit. And I did it because I was like, this is going to make me better. I didn't even question it. Like, you, like, have you seen Karate Kid mm-hmm. when, when Johnny is like, when he tells Johnny to wax the car, Johnny doesn't understand. He argued. You were like, go search for shit. It'll make you a better comedian. And Andrew and I looked at each other, and we got to snooping. Did. You guys were like, all right, let's do this. And I hid clues all over the theater. My favorite, though, I think I still have pictures of this and video of, like, was when you guys were trying to look for the next location, and you tore up all of the chairs. (laughs) (laughs) Back of the theater. It's like 90-plus chairs. (laughs) I, and I let you guys go through most of them before I was like, it's not in there. You're a Our very hunch cold. was wrong. <laughs> I felt it. I was like, she moved at least 100 chairs to hide this clue, and I'm here to move all of them. I'm invested right now. If that was a, a grisly, gruesome crime uh, investigation, we would have botched that one. <laughs> yes. We would have barked up the wrong tree. But then would have reset your course and then made it. Because yes. by the end of it, wow, that was so impressive. Making a murderer type. Yeah, you solved the case. Yes. Can I ask you a question, audio engineer? Yeah. And you as well, because you're talking into a microphone. Um, Andrew told me that I don't talk into the microphone. And I've worked on that. Worked on my swivel, right? Uh, but now I find my neck hurting. During episodes, how do I fix that? Like, am I at the wrong angle? Should my mic be more extended? I don't know. I'm copying you right now, and I'm I'm like trying to look like a chill person, but leaning out of their chair. So I don't know if that's right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's not sustainable. Maybe you should turn your chair a little bit. Look. 
Okay. This is the first chill episode where I'm leaning back. So, you gotta it might, figure it out might your work. Room. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, welcome to the show. Uh, you're a mentor, but you're also a person who's made mistakes to reach her mentorship. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. I'm just like so glad to be here on this episode. Really? I've been talking to you guys for years and years. They're like, ahem, I saw a new episode come out. Why am I not on it? It was kind of yeah. aggressive. I, I I understand, though, because you got to think from the outside looking in, what we are doing is so monumental and exciting. Yeah. Other people just naturally are drawn to us. <laughs> they are. They are. Um, we're going to be mentors one day, dude. I hope so. <laughs> Maybe through this podcast, you're mentoring people. Ooh. You know, I didn't think I was mentoring you guys until you just said that. And I was like, okay, well, thank you, I guess. You yeah. let us be us. Yeah. You know, like Mentos is the fresh maker. You're a mentor, the best maker. Oh, snap. But I'm just in the zone today. There you go. Pull a quote. We've actually had you're 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 the great James McMahon. Your your boyfriend also mentored us as well. Yeah. Yes, he did. Like we're in a way, so. we're your children. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I feel like our dynamic at all times when I'm coaching has been like I wouldn't have used like the good kid and the other ones the quote unquote bad kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's always been like that. It's been what. Uh, four years since we all met yeah and like three since you coached us i think so mm-hmm. okay okay so tell me yeah. this uh you were aggressively asked to be on the show oh yeah uh we were intimidated great uh but we made it happen today when you asked me i felt like that dude in the mummy when he got cornered and he started pulling out all the necklaces <laughs> <laughs> I make a lot of references. That's great. That's great. I'm here for it. <laughs> the Mummy's a good movie, by the way. I haven't seen that one in years. What? I know. It's a classic. I need to watch the second one. I think that's another movie where the second one was just as good as the first. I don't think I've seen that one, so I cannot tell you. Ooh, okay. What is Andrew Scorpion think? King was The Rock's first movie. Really? Yeah. Oh. And it was also produced by the WWE. Oh, and dang. And it's trash. It's trash, but look at them now. Fair enough. We all get our start somewhere. Exactly. Um, welcome exactly. to the show. Um, let's talk about who Tara is and her mistake. So if you had sure. to say what your mistake is, if you had to summarize it in one sentence, mm-hmm. what would you say? Yeah, so it took me a little bit to think about this, too, and I actually asked my family, too, because I'm very close with my parents and my sister and my brothers, of course. But, like, they were like, and you. Your grandma. And my grandma. I'm very close with her. Rest in peace. Elizabeth Regan. Love okay. her. She's actually part of this story, too, about part of this mistake in a different way. Okay. Um, but, like, it always comes back to my junior year of high school. That whole school year in and of itself, like, everything leading up to it, like, I had everything planned out. Like, high school was going to be the place where I got all of the um, boxes checked off for college. I was going to go to Harvard. Basically, if I could be, if I could say, if I was a person in high school, the best person who represented me was Elizabeth Warren. Like, <laughs> I was a 70-year-old woman who, like, basically her career is everything I wanted to be at that time period. 
but junior year really set things off like I made so many mistakes that year um the list goes on for that one I heard all of that but I also heard Harvard yeah were you a Leslie Nope basically yeah Yeah. oh man she she would have been everything to me Leslie Nope Parks and Rec Rec. Amy Poehler I actually never watched that show. I was a, I felt it was disrespectful to the office to watch. Like I'm a loyalist. Okay. Like uh, Oh man, I loved The Office in high school. Like that was like my show. That was like the OG comedy show in high school that I always watched and I always felt like it was me and this one other guy in my high school of like 2000 people that watched that show and it was like, yeah, nobody gets this show like us until I went to college at UNC and everyone's like, oh my God, The Office is the best show. And that yeah. really ch- churned the tides on me. I was like, really? Everyone likes this show? There was 2,000 people in your high school? Yes. That's a shit ton. It was a lot. We were overcrowded. It was a North Charlotte high school. Okay. So you grew up in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. What was your life like pre-9-11? That's how I ask what. <laughs> you ask everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's how I ask about your childhood. <laughs> I guess that's like a major turning point for a lot of people in their childhood. Things changed. Things changed. Uh, but yeah, what was a uh, little little terror like? Uh, it's funny you said. Well, it's not funny you said. I love Let's be clear about that. <laughs> be clear uh, let's be clear. I don't want this whole out of context. I lived in a military base at that time, and that really changed things for our like life day to day. Because I lived in Minot, North Dakota, Minot Air Force Base, and that was like one of it still is one of the main locations where they have a lot of bombs and they have some old bombers up there. So like they went into high alert up there. And things just dr- drastically change. What is high alert? Because I like to imagine like high alert is when anybody and everybody on the base is prepared for war. Like they yeah. start recruiting children. <laughs> did no. you get a gun? And <laughs> did they start training you? Tell me about it. Right away. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but like they, they have like, the, you know, the color coded system. Like orange and yellow and or- red. Yeah, red is like the most severe, highest alert. We were kind of, we went from like green because they have these posted everywhere, every public building. So on base, there's everything. There's a bunch of elementary schools, middle school, a grocery store, um, other types of stores and things like that. And all in the front of the doors, they have like this, the, this color-coded system on the front just plastered. And so it was green. The 90s were great. It was like, yeah. That's all just like smoke weed and relax. Yeah, Code let's green. chill out. <laughs> and, uh, but then that day definitely shifted. It went to red for a really long time. I, I think understand. up until we moved. Like, <coughs> to me, red would be stop doing shit. Basically, though, yeah. Like, stop doing shit. Green is like, go. We got shit go, to go, do. Go, go, uh, go. That's kind of still <sighs> what it was. Like, everything was good um in a way that like people can come easily and go freely from the base fairly easily but like once it was red is like we stop everyone at the gate and we do heavy searches like your car if you if you like left because there was like a small town nearby where they had the mall and a walmart and all that that 20 minutes away and so when you come back your car was completely searched like they had you had to get out of your car they looked through everything they looked under the car it took a while, like an hour sometimes, to get back in. So we actually lived on the edge of base, and something that would happen is like we would have these guards kind of walk through on the perimeter a lot. 
And anytime anyone tried to jump the fence, which was usually like these teen boys that were skateboarded, <laughs> then we would get a notification. And also there are like a lot of alarms on the base too. So every day at four, when everyone's getting off of work, they play the national anthem. <laughs> and then <laughs> every day. Uh, Does that so like protect you? Like if there's some uh, yeah. person who hates america they're just like i can't stand the national anthem <laughs> i need to get out of here yeah. they were like hiding somewhere yeah then that's the way to like, smoke people out yeah <laughs> yeah so they took it very seriously there yeah 9-11 was like a big turning point there how long had you lived there before that um we moved there in 95 so like six years like big part of my childhood there and then my, we were worried with my dad because he was retiring two years later. We weren't sure if he was going to be sent away because he had been deployed a couple times to Saudi Arabia and Kuwait. And those were even like murky situations. They had to be like extra careful going. They had bases there. Uh, but we were like, it just worked out by luck that his timeline, like his 20th year was like right before where they would have stopped it, like where he would have had to gone away okay so that's Terra's childhood yeah i guess so there's was mostly air force base but like it was like 70s or 70s 80s 90s childhood where everything is around you're free to go ride your bike everywhere there are a bunch of parks that's basically what i did and played with my friends all the time what about nickelodeon oh for sure okay yeah okay. and that was like what we had that was the only thing you could do during the winter was watch tv indoors okay so what did all right? So now we're 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 up to what? So how old are you? Um, right now. Well, I can't ask that. My bad. I'm oh, sorry. Snap. So how do you ask people how old they are on this show? Oh, how God. many years removed from 9/11? <laughs> so the year is 2019. I was going to say 2020. So right now I'm 29. Yeah. So it's been it's been a while. Why am I doing math like you did? Just tell me. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I just tell you how old. It's a riddle, yeah. uh, but it's been a while since high school before, like that during that turning point. Okay. Yeah. Were you a nerd as a kid? Oh yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, reading was a big thing that my parents like really pushed on us. I had to read th thirty minutes up to an hour every day, and that was often like my punishment from my parents. It was like you have to read more, or you have to make sure you're reading every day. But really if you're not, then you have to read more. <laughs> I tried, like I wore well, like books that I was like, oh, I want to read the next Babysitters Club, and my dad's like, no, that's a popcorn book. You were to read something good. You're read <laughs> this recipe book. <laughs> yes, read this AR literature book. There was a a whole like encycl encyclopedia series that my mom bought me once. So it was this like each letter represented a different animal, and. He was like, you're going to go pick one of those books and read it for a half hour. And then I want you to tell me what you learned. And I picked Squirrel, like the S book for Squirrel. I just like pretended I read it. And then he's like, all right, tell me what you learned. And I, like, I refused to come downstairs. I just like stood on the railing upstairs and like read from the book. Got in big trouble for that. I was about to say I respect it if you got away with it. <laughs> no, I away for a little bit, but then he kept asking more specific questions. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I know about squirrels, yeah. promise. <laughs> but those were like big thing. Yeah, it was education was very important for my parents and family. So like as soon as they heard that I was interested in Harvard, they're like, perfect, do your thing. Um, go to school. Uh, we'll get you enrolled in all of these extracurricular things that 
are focused on academics like related in some way like piano karate sports and things like that did you do karate yeah i did karate when we moved here in north carolina I told you she was getting trained. Man. I told they y'all. I was serious about black belts. Yeah. I got one. It was it was DEFCON five red. The kids were getting trained out there. <laughs> <laughs> we were getting trained. My dad was like, "Hold up, wait until we move. I'll get you trained the right way." <laughs> you probably ca- you know how we play improv knives. You probably can yeah. catch a real knife like that. Like I just. Oh man, I wish. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> um. You, did you go to Harvard? Where did you go? No, I did not. Um, that junior year was like definitely the turning point where I was like, I don't really want to be a lawyer. I think I want to be a psychologist or do some type of therapy type of thing because I loved my AP Psych class so much. So I was like, I was looking at nearby colleges because I also was like, I know it's going to be ridiculously expensive to go to some place like Harvard. Let me see if there's something nearby. And my parents were like, oh, there's UNC and Duke. Why don't you just check out their campuses? And I got placed here for like a diversity program during the summer because I'm also like Native American too. That's in my family okay, history. Okay, Elizabeth Warren. I know, I know. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> yikes, yikes. But uh, it's a big part of my family's history that we don't really talk about. It's really interesting. But like, so I was in here for that program, and I fell in love with UNC and went here for undergrad, PhD. What's the cutoff for that program? For the diversity? Well, they also did uh, low resource, so like if you're from a rural community, too. Are you half Native American? I am an eighth. What? That's all it takes? Well, it also goes by, because like, it's kind of tricky and r- really um, – controversial for bloodline type of things or like doing your dna that way i think but like if you have family related from that area then like i do from chippewa northern uh, michigan then you can get a tribal card so if you're in the system white people are gonna create diversity scholarships and stuff they have to make sure they can weasel themselves in <laughs> let's see how i can get on this uh yeah. we're gonna be, we're gonna give you this but we're gonna make sure that we have options too yeah. as long as you're one eighth yeah make sure as long as long as you are uh honey how much how much am i an eighth an eighth <laughs> well, i didn't i never knew that yeah mm-hmm. yeah my family actually they, it was like during the potato famine in Ireland when they, um, oh, no. I was gonna say they flew over. They <laughs> came over to Northern Michigan, oops, Canada area. How they get here? Married, I had probably a boat, right? Okay, yeah. say Titanic's a real thing. It's I a know, tangent, it. but when I bartended down the road, uh, there was a, it was like a, it was like a joke, but there was there was an Irish like an I a guy from Ireland visiting. Mm. Uh, with his buddy who was from the UK and they both super heavy accents super drunk and they got into a big fight uh, because the Irish like still really hate or I mean it's a sensitive subject right, that is. essentially they were like starved or whatever but yeah uh, they got into this huge fight and they were both so drunk and with their accents I was like this is a stereotype of a joke like an Irishman and a British guy walking to the bar, and it was it was just hilarious. But uh, that yeah, joke, that was me. That story went no well, nowhere. That was me. Oh, uh, maybe Tara has fought someone. 
I've fake fought a lot because you know that's what you have to do in my in my like grouping of karate was like to get the black belt to work your way up you had to do like sparring you had to do self-defense and so a lot of the self-defense moves were just like what if someone came at you from like 20 feet away in the <laughs> like, that kind of thing wait 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 huh. wait, wait you are you have you're a black belt yes i've said it i mean uh, i didn't know this yeah I am. Since when? Since high school. Yeah. You can whoop ass? I don't know if I could. It's been a while. But I know, like, the pressure points on elbows and knees. So I'm, like, ready. Would you ever get back into it? Um, it depends on the type. I've tried it because my dad and sister went up because my dad was like, all right, youngest daughter, you're ready to do karate, so let's do it together. And they did taekwondo, and I tried it with them one weekend, and I'm like, I can't. I don't like that one. jujitsu? Maybe. If there isn't board breaking, then maybe I'm in. Jiu-jitsu is all just like holds and yeah. this thing in the joints. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I think my uncle does that now. He is like my uncle on my dad's side. He has like five black belts. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. He continues to train. Just, just for fun. I would love for someone like when someone's really trained. I want someone to fuck with them, and I know that that sounds bad, but like you I would just love just to be happen? at the bar, and someone who is trained get fucked with. Don't you love those videos? Like you'll see them and like uh, MMA fighter street fight. Exactly. It's just so something about it is just so like rewarding to see like a a, a bully. Picking on a guy who can like kick you in the throat in two seconds. Exactly. I like for the person to clearly deserve an ass whooping. Yeah. They have like crossed the line to where if someone whoops their ass, it's cool. And the person's like, look, chill, man, chill. And then when they lose control and they beat the other person's ass, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it a lot. I feel like the fists are like great equalizers for society. Yeah. I feel like it taps into like. All of because everyone has those hero fantasies. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you're you're getting to see it play out. You're like, man, I wish that would be me, but I I like potato chips too much. <laughs> They're delicious. They are good though. You I know fight for those. Go ahead. I said I fight for potato chips. Do you know they're making Cooler Ranch with more Cooler Ranch seasoning now? That's possible. What? Yeah, they're doubling the Cooler Ranch seasoning. Dang. On Doritos. Jeez. Whew. It's unfathomable. <laughs> <laughs> Unfathomable. Un- I can't even say the word. It's so crazy. It is, though. I wonder how much money they spent on it. Because I learned through a Bon Appetit video that they spent like $50 million creating the first recipe for nacho cheese. And like, and then a Jap- maybe it was the first time or the second time they addressed it a few years ago. So much money. It's, all un- it's crazy. It's unfathomable. It's unfathomable. Um, okay, so let's talk about this time in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I kind of set up the scene of, like, very ambitious, very driven. I was, like, the girl that was, like, I want to get all the APs so I don't have to, um, so that I could, so, like, they were highly weighted in our school. So, like, if you got a A in it, then you get a 6.0. So I was, like. What? I cheated the system. Yeah, that's how it was for me. In North Carolina, that's how it is. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I don't think I ever saw my GPA until college. So what you do is you make C's and get a 4.0, yeah. and it looks like you have an A. That's all I did in my academics. We get to really? classes, just make so C's, C's, and I had like a three point something because I would just get C's in all those classes. 
Like and I was black and I knew affirmative action would take care of the rest. <laughs> and then you got into college and the way you went. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like that with honors classes too, like each way, step of the way. So yeah. I was like, this is my way to get to um, valedictorian. That was like the main goal. Um, I ended up being salutatorian because I was like, I don't think they it's wanted. Like a Russian. That's, yeah, so, basically okay. Russian. <laughs> the second, <laughs> that was second. Um, and because I didn't want to give it to the other guy because I think I did beat him. But they told me I was like a thousandth of a point away from because we were hairs. tied. Yeah. And he got it. He got it. Fucking male male privilege. It is, and he was a jock and everything. And I was like, why did I nerd it up all of these <laughs> four years? Oh, uh, what sports did he play? Um. Ooh, that's a good question. He did like golf and oh, oh what? Come on. No, maybe football. Like he hung out with that crowd. Yeah, yeah, but you had a black belt. Yeah, you nobody told knew, that. though. I was like... Oh, actually, yeah, you don't want to tell people You don't want to tell people you got a black belt. Only so a select few. You and everyone listening. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> what you do, you should have just choked him out as he was walking to graduation, like pulled him behind somewhere. Yeah. Like, he misses the valedictorian speech. He must have dropped out. I don't know. What happened to what him? Happened. I guess I'm the old... I guess I have to give his speech, too, because that's the way it goes. I do. I did prefer my speech, and people did tell me afterwards, so that felt good. And then, <laughs> and then, unfortunately, I also like eked out this other girl that I was kind of like slightly competing with in school too. That was rough for her to find out because she, even in the yearbook, she was listed as second, and then I ended up doing that because of my senior year. Oh yeah, my senior year was crazy because I took all AP classes. So I was oh, like, so you I'm not fucking around. I want to get all of these college credits and see if I can actually do this. Especially since my junior year, I took three, but I also took the hardest ones. I took AP Chem, AP US History, or A Push for those who are obsessed with it, and AP English Language. Those were just like the toughest ones in my school, and I did not get A's in all of them. You had to pass a test to get the college credit, right? Yeah, so I did. Still, I still got college credit for it. Did you? Uh, no, because <laughs> we were not prepared at all. That was um, the other side of it, too. Our teachers sometimes did not prepare us. Oh, right? they did not. Uh, our AP psychology teacher, he comes in there and is like, uh, we didn't have anybody to teach this class. Uh, so they said, who has taken a psychology class before? And I rose my hand <laughs> because I took one my freshman year in college. <laughs> oh <my laughs> that God. was our psychology <laughs> teacher. Oh, Mr. Uh, Barrier. Uh, <laughs> later he would go on to get arrested for doing things the teacher shouldn't do. So oh, <laughs> dang, wait. dang. That happened to my AP government teacher, oh, too. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, that yeah. happened to my, uh, uh, it was like the engineering class. It was like the elect elective where it was all like engineering shit. Yeah, it was in the WRAL. Did did he make the news? Uh, probably. There was a bunch of teachers who got in trouble at, at my school and like the surrounding area. Uh, like the I basketball do. coach for Salisbury, she ended up getting in trouble. Uh, all all a lot of male teachers got in trouble. Only one female teacher got in trouble because mm-hmm. there was a lot of male te- There was a lot of. Uh, Are we talking about what I think we're talking about? Like yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. What are y'all talking about? Oh, no, that's sorry. Uh, I know. Yeah, I, I was talking about, age. like, oh. he got caught with shit on his computer. Oh, no, nah, they were, they were, in my high school, it was running rampant. Damn. Yeah. 
not good at all. Yikes. They've, 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 they just don't do it anymore, but yeah. I thought my school was bad because it was a Charlotte school, but man. Oh, no. Yeah. We still had a lot of shit that went down, though. Do you think he could come up with a good defense in court based on his knowledge in psychology? (laughs) 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 What do we, what should we do? What do you think is the root of this? (laughs) People. Well, you had a school of like 2,000. Yeah. Yeah. So we had so many teachers. We had trailers upon trailers, and then they built a new building the last year I was there. Um, they put all the nerd classes in the trailers too, so <laughs> that was great. They should have done that. Uh, they put the bad kids in the trailers. Uh, yeah, and I don't. We like would that. f the trailers up. That's yeah. yeah, that's how <laughs> mine was too. And like multiple times, I was caught on top of the trailer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you get up there? This exciting. Through the railing, it wasn't that tall. Oh, I was I like, well, so unlock the, the door. Let us in. Yeah. <laughs> on time. Don't make us wait, and That's I won't climb it. shit. <laughs> the thing about there's different types of drywall, and the drywall to a classroom is thicker than the drywall to a trailer. <laughs> so we would yeah. just put holes in the drywall. <laughs> oh, no. I, I tested it out. It took more force <laughs> to put a draw a hole in a drywall in a in a classroom than a trailer. You could just be standing in the, so you just be standing up against the wall talking, and you just hit your back. just to to mark your territory oh my god i would have been so terrified to do that in school i was like so yeah i'm very rule forward and rigid that way did you ever get in trouble i got in trouble with my parents a lot and um oh yeah and so that junior year actually i failed my driver's exam the first time i took it that was like the first big thing where i was like i'm in big trouble like anything that went wrong i was like i'm in trouble what happened I, so we, I was pulling out with the person, the test administrator next to me, and I didn't even get out of the spot, and I, like, scraped a car next to me, and he was like, (laughs) 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 oh, sorry, I would have to fail you, like, automatically, and the other person, they saw my car hit theirs, and they came out, and, like, actually, there wasn't anything, there was, like, the tiniest scratch ever, but, yeah. Don't that park next to a student driver. <laughs> that's at the end of the day. <laughs> that's what everyone should know. But we did learn from that because, like, the next time I took it, a few months later, my dad parked my car in the middle of nowhere in the parking lot. So. <laughs> Cheated. <laughs> what? No. That's cheating. <laughs> what so are you talking about? I only park my car in the middle of nowhere now. <laughs> when you, so when you say you got in trouble or you thought you were in trouble, was that, like, your parents – parenting style i think so yeah yeah it's very different from my other siblings are you the oldest i'm the oldest of four yeah Yeah, and they're like very they were so disciplined with me like i was still like the most was that a high five yeah i can't reach it let me just do this yeah oldest gets more discipline than you you too I also, yeah, I got in trouble the most, but I still follow the rules the most oh, out of well, everybody. Oh, not me, but. <laughs> 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 so we differ. But, yeah, that's, like, they, like, I told you some of the grounding that they would do. Like, I got grounded all the time for everything, and especially that year. Like, even at the end of that year, when I left school and I would, like, take a nap for an hour because school was from 7 to 2, and you have to be up at 5 to get going, and that's not good for a teen at all by any means. I would come home, sleep for an hour, and my parents would be like, do you think you're on drugs? (laughs) (laughs) 
wait, should we have an intervention? What's going on? And I was like, oh my God, no, I'm not. <laughs> I know it would fuck my kids up, but I feel like that'd be a hilarious bit just to be the parent that overreacted <laughs> to everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, are you five minutes late? Oh, you know, it's even better is buy some weed. <laughs> yeah. you know, I found this in your room. Oh <laughs> it's, like, it's not mine, I swear. <laughs> Don't lie to me. <laughs> Oh, I would love to, uh, <laughs> if you tell them it was a joke and you start laughing afterwards, I am going to play pranks on my kids. Like, I, mean, I know that should. for a fact. That should be fun. That would be a fun one. <laughs> but that would be a great one. get older. <laughs> but, like, my dad was known in the neighborhood even as, like, the one that would, like, yell for me to come home. My friends sometimes were very scared of him because he was, like, very loud. Why do you think that is? I think it's his military style. He's also very involved as a dad that way. Um, my mom would be like, Rory, you take care of your daughter. Um, and he was also very much like, I know education can be the way for you. And um, I have two brothers on the spectrum too, so I think he focused a lot on like a lot of um, sports and things like that that he would have done with my brothers if they had been neurotypical. But he still spends a lot of time with them, but just like try funneled a lot of expectations maybe on me. Um, and I think I met them. He's very proud. He's very supportive of everything I've done. Even in that year, um, he brought this up for me that year where I got in big trouble because of that time period, you, everything was separate, right? Like you had your flip phone and your iPod and your keys, and those are the things they keep track of. And I think that was the year they had iPad, iPod Nanos out for the first time. So I had my beautiful green one <laughs> I got for my birthday. My friends and I were going to go see I Am Legend, and we were like, oh, we're, we want to go see this movie, but we're running out of time for dinner, so let's go pick up Jack in the Box. Don't know why we chose Jack in the Box. No shame on that, but it was, like, very random. We picked everything up, and we put everything in our bags, and I was like, oh, but I want the fountain drink that I got, so I'm going to put that in my bag, but make sure it stands up in the bag, and then that way it's all good, and... I think you guys can probably guess what happened. I didn't get that far. I didn't even get in the theater before everything drizzled out of my bag. Yeah. It ruined everything. <laughs> and my dad was so pissed. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that is something that a bunch of stoned teenagers would do. Yeah. Or not even. That was I wasn't even stoned. Yeah. I was just like a teenager that was like, I'm with my friends and I get to go see the movie. And <laughs> I made this really cool soda mix because like at the time I was like, I'm like a chemist. I'll put Sprite <laughs> and Coke and Dr. Pepper yep. and that flavor combo is the best. And I cannot miss this moment with it. <laughs> so I'll bring it in. But that was the worst thing I'd ever done. Let's destroy all your pain. What? Yeah. The stuff they bought for you? Yeah, they were, that was all stuff they bought for me. And my dad was like, yeah, that was like a lot of money for my family at that time, too. So, Does he have a really deep voice? Um, I guess kind of. Okay, I just uh, it's I'm not trying, to, trying to hear who is speaking voice. to me. I guess it's probably be about your life. Do you say that you have a deep voice? I do. Okay, so maybe he <laughs> <laughs> I do, like a James McMahon voice. <laughs> yes, I'll take that compliment. <gasps> <laughs> now, uh, Tara, um, so you're making this mistake. Do you realize that you're making this mistake your junior year? Or is this hindsight 
that this mistake had happened. Oh, no, I knew that mistake had happened in the moment. I was like, I'm dead. Well, I'm talking about just like you're 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 being stressed out your junior year. Yeah. uh, All these expectations. Harvard. uh, Let's talk about. Did you realize that this was a mistake at the time or were you just Mm -hmm. an ambitious teenager? Maybe that. Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. Because, like, there was a lot of um, drama in my friend group at that time, too. Or it was, like, starting to happen. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Dad. (laughs) I can't believe it. It was so so crazy that whole year. I had, like, sure, like, I was a nerd, but, like, I wasn't in a nerd group. I, like, kind of floated between people because my school was just, like, that big. It was large. It was, yep, (laughs) and in charge. Yeah. (laughs) and um i yeah i just had like some friends here and there some people i called best friends but like that year junior two people had moved in from out of town so you know how people get yep very excited there was like one girl who became my best friend that year and i'm still very close with her i still love her um, her name's Charlie, and uh, one guy that came in, his name was Greg, and he was like hot stuff. People were like, "He's a stud, damn!" <laughs> and he had like that Justin Bieber haircut. Oh, at that time. really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, I don't know. People like fawned over him, and he immediately like we became close friends right away. And then I found out that he wanted to ask me out, <gasps> and I was like. I'm not into you like that. Oh, and then I know a bunch of my friends then and around were like, why aren't you dating him? He's hot. Like, oh, my God. That's like a direct quote, honestly. (laughs) Um, So he ended up dating Charlie. And then, like, we became like a whole friend group with another girl named Sam. So it was like four of us hanging out all the time. And they were actually part of that group when we went to go see I'm Legend. Mm -hmm. Um. And things were, like, okay. I still did feel like he was not over me in many ways, but I that's hindsight thinking back now. Um, especially when it came to a forefront of, like, huge conflicts later that spring of, like, he decided to quickly break up with Charlie before the movie 300, and then they still saw 300 together. Very movie-centric <laughs> time, guys. <laughs> Which is, like, the worst movie to watch. Maybe it's the best movie to watch after a breakup. I don't know. I think the worst would be Rain Over Me with Adam Sandler. Oh. Because it's all about 9-11. I see. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it depends on how you you view the movie, right? Right. Like, if you can imagine that... You sound like the person, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, are you, who are you right mm. now? <laughs> Xerxes. You, can, uh, <laughs> yes. you would never do it, but you can imagine kicking your ex down a bottomless pit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Especially if you're standing next to them. Right like, in the middle of the you. sentence. Like, this is, well, I don't know what you'd say during a heartbreak. This, this is, is Charlotte. Yeah, this yeah. is Charlotte. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, I'm sure, like, I'm sure she wished... She doesn't think about that movie in the same way that other people do. But not pe- many people think about that movie anymore, right? Like, some people still into it. I don't know. But I'll go, for, uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, 
sometimes you said people, the people don't think of the movie the same anymore. Yeah. I'm sometimes scared to show like significant others things that I enjoy because <laughs> I don't ever want to like if things were to happen. Yeah. You watch it and you can't, you know, you can't watch it without thinking about them. Yes. That's how I am with The Office. Fucking friends for me, dude. Yeah. Friends. I, I mean, The Office just, it was ruined. Bitch, ruined The Office. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only in season five of Friends. <laughs> I'm in season five of Friends and I can't watch the rest of it. Because I, I watched it all as a couple. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. Do Ross and Rachel get together at the end? I don't know. That's a good question for the ages. <laughs> no, it's actually uh, the the dude from the coffee shop. He finally gets her. Really? No. Oh, no. I did see some spoilers that I don't like. Spoilers of friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the year 24. <laughs> Don't spoil the show for me. Stop it. I couldn't watch it. Give me another 20 years. Oh, they're doing a reboot. It's coming back. Really? Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert yeah. for anybody who has not finished Friends in some future season. I don't know how it happens. Have you seen Friends? I don't want to spoil it. A long, long time ago. Okay. And I, oh, I got box set. Okay. <laughs> so uh, somehow there is a story arc. Where Joey and Rachel hook up. How does this happen? Oh, yeah. How does this happen? I, I don't know. I don't remember that. It was later? Huh. Super later? I think it's super later. It's like, I just happened to be on YouTube and it said it. And I was like, that's bullshit. <laughs> he would never do that to Ross. And he did. And I don't know how we got to this point. Because you can't watch it. I can't. <laughs> But it makes me look at Joey so much differently, like now. Yeah, that the change things changed a lot, but maybe it didn't. I don't remember how it. I don't remember. Watched in eighth grade, and that was the last time I watched it. I'm like, I'm done. I think I know more it. about that show behind the scenes than the actual plot. Yeah, it's funny. It's actually pretty well written. The se- the real. the seasons that I've watched is actually yeah. pretty good. You know, Matthew Perry was a mess. You yeah. see it in later seasons, apparently. Yeah. Oh, wow. You will never find out. But I'm going to watch it. You watch it. So during this junior year, was there like a breaking point? That was, oh, yeah, that breaking point was like that 300 movie when he broke up with her. And then she was like, oh, my God, I need my friends, my friend group. Um, yeah, that's what she said, my friend group. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we called each other the Trace Amigos at the time. So original, so <laughs> high school. Bless you. So 2007. I'm allergic to Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Um, yeah, so she, yeah, we we definitely got closer as a trio. And then, like, he tried to go after me again and, like, kept trying to manipulate me against her. But he, You know, where, where's this guy now? Oh, man, totally different yeah. deal now. He's, like, he's not on Facebook anymore, but he said something along the lines of, like, I'm sorry for everything that happened. I'm, he got married. He went to state, did engineering program, and lives out west. And is in the military, maybe, I want to say. Ooh. Yeah, full circle, kind of. Do, y'all, do you like that when someone, like, has changed and they're, like, doing a good thing now? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think. What's this guy's name? <laughs> no, should I say his name? What's his first name? Greg. Greg. Yeah. Greg. Top 10 anime redemption art. 
Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he Greg, got he figured it out. Greg Youngblood uh. figured it out. Um yeah, so he actually tried to like he still kept trying to force like our friendship cuz I was like, I don't know. I'm going to go hang out with Charlie and Sam. Um I think we need a break as a friendship too. I don't know what's happening. A lot happened in that spring break period cuz that was when it all happened. So we had a week off from school and shit went down. He um it got to the point, the boiling point where he's like I just want to be able to hang out with you. And you started saying all these terrible things about me on the phone. This is what we always talked on the phone at the time. And then followed up with an apology call a couple of days later. And he's like, hey, Tara, I want to talk to you in person. Can we talk after school next week? We meet in person, school parking lot. And he's like, okay, so here's the main reason why I've been doing all of these things. Like totally manipulated that relationship with Charlie, manipulated all these terrible things in our relationship um as friends and all of these things and the reason why is i think you'll get this because you're you want to be a psychologist one day um i have multiple personality disorder <laughs> was he self-diagnosing yes <laughs> okay i was like can i laugh <laughs> yes you can <laughs> not real <laughs> it's so not real oh man even in that moment i was like I wanted to be respectful of him saying that because obviously like if someone says something like that, but then leaving that conversation, I was like, he's just trying to manipulate me, especially before that line where he's like, I know you want to be a psychologist um, and you know about this stuff. We talked about it before and like looking, I lo immediately looked, of course, at the symptoms and like, there's no way it doesn't make sense. He didn't do it right. Let he me show you how it should have gone down. All right. Hey, Tara. Hey. I have multiple personalities. This Hello, Tara. <laughs> no. Tara, hey, I have Tara. something to tell you. Ah! <laughs> oh, man. But I've actually met people with, well, it's called dissociative identity disorder now. Okay. Yeah, and they have typically, like, hundreds of personalities. Yeah, I saw a documentary with a little girl. It was super creepy. Oh, yeah, I remember. That's Sybil? It's not, I, it was a while ago. Oh, okay, but yeah, it's that's, on like, YouTube. the popular one. Are all the personalities similar, or can they just range? I they don't. Can range. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And this was this was, <laughs> what? Uh, Norm Macdonald, his 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 comedy album, he has a bit, and it's a, a, a psychiatrist talking to the uh, multiple personality disorder patient, mm -hmm. <coughs> and one of the uh, personalities is a very very sexually promiscuous woman. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. every time she switches out of that one, he's like, hey, what, what, uh, can we just go back? I want to talk to Patty again. Oh, <laughs> I can see him doing that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny. Uh, definitely early 2000s humor. I think. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, because, like, they could be varying. Um, this person was an autistic adult, and some of his personalities didn't have autism. Or what they, they didn't see themselves that way. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so I, yeah, it was just definitely like a huge moment where he definitely very much lied to me and was not going back on it and kept pushing forward. And he actually got a new girlfriend like right away and like turned her against me and other people. And she also happened to be a fairly popular person. So she was telling all of these rumors to other people about me and that. To be popular in a school of 2000, that's like yeah. having a small army. Yeah, it's true. That's a lot of kids to be 
the popular one is. Yeah, it's mostly money forward, I would say, at that school. It was interesting because it was like the way the lines were drawn for this school. It had a lot of people from like the rich area of the lake. And then we had a lot of people who lived in like lower income housing right out of the suburbs or something like that. So it was, and it was also very diverse. You can garage your way up to popularity. Comedians tend to be popular. I was not. <laughs> I was not. Oh, <laughs> I was Maybe kind of. I don't know what I was. Well, I just didn't understand what was funny because I was worried about making this one person laugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the whole class. So it's, you know, I was playing to a very niche audience. <laughs> I also, yeah, I, same thing for me. Like, I only made a few people around me laugh. Like, I wanted to be known as, like, the serious person. My dad also is known. Did you carry a briefcase? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was, like, a Wait, lawyer was class. Was this a bit or a serious? Oh, this is serious. You carried a briefcase Not at school. school. Not at okay, school. Okay, I, I was about to flame you. I was about to clap. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I did. Um, like law and order. I know, right? There was, like, um, if you indicated interest in certain careers early on in high school, you can go attend these events that are, like, led by... Legally brunette. Yeah. <laughs> 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 by lawyers. And, like, I brought a briefcase to it, and my dad was very proud. <laughs> was it a Samsonite? I don't know. It was his. He gave it to me nice. for to try it. And so, let's see what I thought. He's like, how do you feel if you... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, they turned a lot. I don't know. She also was from that area, so that also holds a lot of clout. If you grew up there, that's a little bit different. Yeah. So you have some passions. I do. Uh, when did you – did you always know that you were going to be an entrepreneur one day? I think I always kind of wanted to do something related to it. I was always reading money market books. Ooh. And things like that about mutual funds that kids they had like kid versions of some of these books. So I think I just got rid of Those them recently. Mutual funds, can you sit? Can I have one of those capitalized. books? Yes. Hmm? Can I have a book? Or can I borrow one of those money? Sure. Yeah. I'll see if I still have them. Okay. I have a couple of them left. I asked you on the podcast because if you said no, mm. you'd look mean. Look terrible. Exactly. I see what you did there. Yeah. It's manipulative. I understand. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Sure. He can't help it. He has multiple personalities. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say that. That's why you manipulated me right now. In front of everybody. Oh, uh, so Tara. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. <laughs> um, what advice do you have to budding entrepreneurs? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, when did you start Autism Grown Up? I started it. 2018 so finishing up my phd um because i was like looking for jobs and i was like i'm not finding anything in this career space that i need or like i can go forward with so i needed to create something um so it was first like an llc and then i was like oh this would be better serving my population as a nonprofit. so it's interesting because like non leading nonprofits, i'm starting to see more of the entrepreneur language coming in uh, so I am still considered an entrepreneur, even though I'm leading a nonprofit. Um, but to oh sorry, oh no, go I ahead. I wanted to give you those tips because I did not answer your question. No worries. Go um, but yeah, I started autism growing up a couple years ago, and I listened to so many podcasts. I read so many books. I joined a few programs. I would not recommend starting out that way. I would you 
you could tell already that I'm like very nerdy about things and I'm very someone who's immersed in scholarly things that like I need to do the background research I need to make sure I do all these things but I went overboard um, and I should not have paid for some programs I think the best way to go is free we were just talking about that we were like looking at some of these uh, podcasts like festival things yeah it's like $2,000 a ticket and we're like that just feels scammy yeah exactly. it is <laughs> Exactly. What so? But autism growing up, so that's like uh, you do consultations and. Yeah, I do some. Like I meet with um, adults on the spectrum or teens and their parents, and we'll put together like a roadmap of things that will incorporate like all of the things they want to do after high school or in adulthood, and then figure out like what are the skills that we need to focus on. Personalized path building. Exactly. Bam. Personalized. I need to put that on there. Because that's like a newer part of the service. The main thing I've focused on is like our online community where we have like 250 people from all over the world in it. Ooh. Um, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and a resource center that I've created a lot of resources on, including a podcast. Yeah. I want to apologize to you, and then we'll get back to autism growing up. I did not introduce you properly. Oh. You are Dr. Tara. And I know that people who work very hard to get their PhDs appreciate when people put the doctor in front of it. So I apologize. That's right. I appreciate it, though. (laughs) You're welcome. James Taylor would be very excited (laughs) to hear this. He's the the main proponent, like main cheerleader behind me still saying doctor. He calls me Dr. T. Oh, do you want the whole name or do you do you? Like, as long as they say doctor, you're cool. Um, I don't know. I It's a tough one because there's, like, all of this stuff being, like, a woman and being my age and uh, working in the community that I do. They kind of, like, they're they, – they like hearing from experts, quote, unquote, people who have PhDs and go by doctor. But, like, it's a, such a huge power dynamic that I'm, like, just call me Tara. Yeah, maybe later on. Well, I'd be like, it's got to lend legitimacy to you, uh, that's your, true. your your business. There's that too. So I do put it on there. I just do full name, Dr. Tara Regan. I'll say at the start of my podcast or something like that. And then I'm like, hey, it's me, Tara. <laughs> We're cool. <laughs> how, how many, how much time do you put into uh, this? So much time. It's, it's obviously what like pretty much seven days a week right yeah yeah so it's basically all of my waking hours and then still i it's been nice being home though and working from home so you started in 2018 and it's obviously grown a lot thanks at least uh from what i've seen on uh the old insta yeah you've grown the, the old facebook the social yeah. aspect of it yeah seems to be taking off um, I've looked at your books. I'm not impressed, but Thanks. socially, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, it seems like you and you were finally able to quit quit your uh, quit your day job, I guess, and pursue this full time. Yeah. Uh, do you have any uh, maybe mistakes uh, specific to starting your own business? Ooh, yeah, I do lots of them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and things like I like think about on a daily basis, which I'm sure you guys do too, for like, well, even it extends from like our comedy stuff that we do. 
um, we're always like second guessing ourselves and doubting ourselves and thinking like, am I, should I be chased right now? Um, when you quit, you weren't really, at least from what I could tell from our conversations that like you weren't exactly at that point where, yeah. you know, it was guaranteed success or anything. It still kind of is at that point. It definitely is. Um, that was the main reason, one of the main reasons why I did switch to nonprofit because then I could get more support and partnerships that way because people, yeah, I was just not getting out there coaching-wise. Um, so I still primarily make money from doing respite services with my brothers because they finally got services. So I'm like, that's actually, that was the perfect gap for us to do. So. I don't, and then everything I do make with Autism Grown Up, I put back into it. Well, you just hired your first employee? I did, but she is a volunteer. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We got to find some volunteers. There you go. Yeah, you guys got your volunteers. I mean, you guys can too for a podcast. She's a college student. No, she is. She no, she's in, um, she's 26 and she lives in Mississippi. She's an adult living at home. And she's very involved online, and um, she's amazing. She every podcast or thing I post on social media, she'll like message me like, "Oh my gosh, I love this! <laughs> it's great!" Um, I've always I, I I've been meaning to ask you, uh, considering some of the content that is on, um, at least my personal social media, is it appropriate if I shared your stuff? I don't know. I don't know. That's very nice of you to ask. Yeah, yeah. I've wanted to, like, you know, share it a so little bit, but I'm like, well, this would be right after a post about how thick a dog's ass is. <laughs> it's like, it's not, might not be the best idea. <laughs> but you're always such a big supporter of it, too, and I, I thank you for helping with engagement on the post, too. <laughs> yeah, I always I like the comment, yeah. or not comment, but, yeah. like. You comment about your post. You're like, I wish I could post those, but <laughs> yeah. I just <laughs> um, I don't know. That's up to you. Um, Maybe after I clean up my image some more. Yeah, if you still go down that clean comedy route. I don't know. Yeah. We're rebranding right now. Yeah? Nice. You can easily, I can give you guys some stuff to share from this if you wanted to. Yeah. yeah, and then I could post this on there too. I feel like you'd be comfortable enough to be like, here's a behind the scenes look with me. Um, it's tough though too for doing that. I still feel like I, I feel like anyone who says this, who's at wherever they are in social media feels like they have a long way to go. Um, I definitely feel like that, and I'm still trying to figure out the balance of being autism grown up forward and then also incorporating aspects of me because like I don't think even with the podcast I do people know that I do improv or that yeah. I like to be try to be funny well, we know what Gary V would say what do you say he would just say uh, there's no difference put yourself in it you gotta put yourself in it because it's you you share more about you people connect and then that makes them want to get into your service who cares who cares just be you who cares who cares don't care what people think I don't care what people think. Look at me. Oh, my dancer. He has to to be have that much energy all the time. I was thinking the other day, man, like the whole thing of like the entrepreneurs, like taking meetings, uh, visiting with whoever they're consulting with. Alcohol is like rampant in that culture. Yeah. Because yeah, you're constantly going to dinners, drink. He's in the wine industry. Yeah. 
Like, how does he do it if he's drinking all the time? He has a team. He yeah. Has a, yeah. He has a large team to where they record his whole life and can pull out the highlights. Yeah. He's fasting all of the time, though, too, especially as of late. Like, if you watch his um, weekly Vs, he started, he revamped his stuff, too, lately. Yeah. He's like, I've been fasting. And so you only see him drink coffee or water. And I bet he also does that cool wine thing where you take a sip and then spit it spit out. Spit it out, yeah. And then he's like, New Zealand's the best one <laughs> for the year. Yeah. <laughs> 2012. Yeah. You, can, you can pay someone to make you accountable. Yeah. At that point. That's true. Yeah. He has got like such a big team. Exactly. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, thanks for that. And yeah, to figure that out. I don't know. Were you nervous to start this? Uh, yeah. It's uh, really out of the lane where I was going in grad school. I was very much set up to be, you're going to go out and do research and be in academia for the next <coughs> section of your life. Um or for the rest of your life. I know they were definitely very, all of my advisors and mentors during my PhD were very supportive of me in any route I took. And at the end of the day, they are, but there were still some moments there that leaving it made me really second guess what I should be doing right now. Ooh, uh, yeah. My girl talks about that. Like they really want, cause she has a PhD mm -hmm. and they really try to keep PhDs in the academy. They do. Um, and don't like them taking outside jobs. Nope. Uh, but she says they say that, but then they'll hire people with all these plethora of experiences that were left outside. Yeah. Um, they will to teach classes that are like practice based. Exactly. So I was like getting shut out. I applied for, I don't even know how many jobs I applied for my final year. Um, only got like one phone interview and that was it. And they were a variety of things because my background's also in social work, it's in education. So I was applying to all of them and they're like, oh, we're looking for someone with like five years of clinical social work experience or like with a BCBA or this thing and that thing. Just so specialized. And she was saying the problem with the academy is that you have these people that are specialized and they're experts, yeah. but they're spending most of their time writing journals and try to get yeah. published and they're not using their skill set to actually go and change the world they're, no. they're worried about like a fucking article yes because like it got sent back to you and you've been working on this article like i just got an okay for an article i'm third author on it the last author because i was like i don't want to deal with this anymore i'm out uh and this is something that was a study from 2012 and it finally got accepted in a journal and it's like, yeah, you should be out. You're currently out here changing the world. That's what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. Like I, it takes too long from, for stuff to get out. It takes 17 to 20 years from stuff in labs and the academy, any studies to reach people who actually need it. And like my brothers are adults and they're not getting what they need right now. So I want to make it that difference. And there were no jobs in this area available to me. I had to... It was so weird because, like, at my dissertation defense, like, after the fact, when they're like, congrats, you got it. And they immediately turned to, like, all right, so how's that academic search going? And I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you all know because you're all writing my recommendation letters. It's not going anywhere right now. Um, 
And then all of a sudden I heard such differences and like, you're going too specific. You need to be broad and be willing to work in other people's labs for like another 10 years. Can't believe they called you a broad. Did they call me a broad? Is that what you just said? No. Oh, other okay. people's labs. <laughs> me you're too. You're going too broad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going too broad. Yes. Uh, She's such a broad. We're going too broad. So how does it, uh, I was basically going to ask, how does it feel to like have people you look up to, your professors, people who have done it, pressuring you into a path that you don't necessarily want to go and how do you not go that path um i kind of like put my foot down you saying. stomped it i stomped a foot um my it's foot a black belt stomp oh yeah <gasps> yeah i did a karate kick stomp roundhouse kick and then stomp um there's like a double kick stomp too but I'm picturing anyway. Parappa the Rapper. Do you guys <laughs> play that game? No. Okay, <laughs> I'll look that up. But yes, maybe. I would <laughs> love for you to whoop someone's ass. I may have said this already. We have a list. Do you have a list for me? Names. Yeah. Uh, you see, you're not a. That would that's be. That's I'm not a violent person. Exactly. Though. I so choose I, not to use the belt. Oops, I almost said I want you to get attacked. But that's I, <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> you were just saying, I want this. I have this fantasy where someone can do it and then someone attacks them. And then <laughs> do not do it. The way you're trying to tell me. If you're listening, do not attack her. Please don't. <laughs> did not come here today for this. <laughs> but it was... It's still really tough because I've heard rumors that I'm like um, one of those cautionary tales of uh, people that are doing this weird thing outside of academia and watch out because you're not. Yeah, if you even start thinking about that, then you get kind of shut out. And I, yeah, it's a whole thing. I could get in. That's like a whole other podcast episode oh, of word. all of that stuff, dude. Um, and it may be something that I don't even know if they would listen to this. I'm not sure. Okay. So it's too soon. Okay, it's we really can drop soon. it. We can drop it. But I do wish we would have found this earlier because uh, it's, it's oh, yeah. not super easy to think of you as a business owner because that's not how I know you. I know. But uh, I feel like you probably do have a lot of uh, – lessons to teach as far as the process of starting something and building something out of uh, necessity too yeah because yeah yeah i mean that's definitely i'm up for discussions about that too because you guys are kind of doing the same thing brand wise with the podcast and your own work um we're trying yeah i did want to say earlier when you brought up uh what uh your so was saying you referred to her as mike my girl. My girl. And I want to correct that because we're talk we're starting to break down like the organizational roles of HS2 comedy. Okay. I think I'm going to come step into a PR role. Okay. And I just feel like maybe you could have used chosen your words better and said my significant other. Fair enough. Um, we want to be fair to everybody. Uh, <laughs> we want to include everybody or I could have used a a more inclusive term like partner. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, unless that's what you guys refer to each other. Does, he, does she say, my boy? No. Okay. Because <laughs> 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 I didn't think it was so needed, but it makes sense now. <laughs> At first, when I thought you were going to come in as PR person, I was like, you should call her the CFO. <laughs> um, 
That's well, he's PR. I like to call myself HR. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Why? Uh, just in case there are any complaints filed. Okay. Yes. If yeah. I ever have a problem, HR stands for human resource. If I ever feel like no. maybe McNeil is disrespecting me or anything like that, then I'll just go to McNeil. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've been down this rabbit hole before <laughs> in <laughs> past life. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. There's, There's no like problem with this at all. Too. What we that we could get into is like all of the stuff that happened a few years ago here. You, you yeah, you were an actual HR person. I was. Yeah. I would never want to do that. It was really tough. It wasn't as involved until the very end. I don't understand how HR, like you gotta be a certain type of person because I feel like at least some of the stuff. Obviously, not talking about that, but some yeah. some stuff that people go to HR with. I'm like. My perspective is skewed, so I'm just like, that's not a big deal. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, so and so's got an attitude. Why are you coming to me, Andrew? Can yeah. I sit you down for a second? Yeah. Uh, as as HR and PR, I don't think that you should undermine how anybody feels <laughs> about a certain situation. Uh, you never how someone ha- you never know how someone having an attitude might affect someone else. Hmm. Uh, so by saying that sentence, you're belittling the person. Oh. Uh, statement. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll oh, correct yeah. my course of behavior. <laughs> and that's how we do things. I see, I see. Like we've had a meeting right now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, McNeil. You talked to the HR guy lately? He's being a dick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting Fuck tired the of the HR, HR guy. guy. I hate the HR guy. He thinks he's so good. He thinks he's such a professional. Like that's not the ship we want to run around here. It's like you can't take a joke anymore. You just I like to make terrible <laughs> jokes beside the water cooler. You like my you like my I love your water cooler jokes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> who made who made the joke about Kobe last night? <laughs> I didn't hear it. Uh, it was one of the comics, but the whole room was like, mm, yeah. you're done. Too soon. But uh, did you hear uh, what episode was it? I was uh, was with uh, the other girl that I was like, oh, it's, I was like, girl. you should have. Uh, I told her that she should have stolen and I almost said helicopter and I caught myself <laughs> and said plane because we were we were we were just talking with her about. Uh, stuff that she had done that was wild and I just was like oh like you should have heightened it and stolen like a he- play <laughs> you can't you can't talk about helicopters right now Mm-mm. not right now not today no not for a while oh I just remember though like vehicle related I did not bring it back about my grandma oh yeah because oh. yeah, I was like she's involved with the story somehow so the other like uh, you guys t- have heard like the series of mistakes I made friendship wise, car wise, but there's another series of car ones. Cause I was like, I was the main driver of my friend group. Yeah. Uh, your grandma is no longer here. Yes. Yes. And is. we're talking about cars. Yeah. Oh, did she did not. Oh, you, I was about to say, okay. you did run okay. <laughs> she did not pass away from a car. She died of natural causes. Okay, I was about to say, many did you hit her before. with your car, like backing up? Like, no. you already know how you drive at the driver's test. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Always remember that now. Probably. But no, I inherited Oops, her car when she passed away. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I inherited it. Uh, it was a Kia Sophia. They no longer make those. But she, um, she actually, this was like a her second Kia Sophia that I inherited because the first one she had for a week before it was like basically 
ran over by a semi. <laughs> and she was, like, getting out of the, se- the car at the same time. So totally badass car, totally badass woman. And she was like, I want another one, but I want an periwinkle purple this time. And, like, it's – man, I think it still stands. I don't remember. My cousin got it for me after our, I got a different car after college. Um, but it it's 2000, uh, 2000, holds up pretty well, but it's, like, a very tiny car. But I did so many terrible things with the car when I first got it, just learning about it. Other than hitting another car, I left the keys in the ignition while it was on and then ran out and locked the car. Oh. Yeah. Then did it kill the battery? Not at that point because we caught it in time, but it was still a very long time and my parents were pissed off at me. I thought you were going to say bank robbery. Yeah. I bank robbed. (laughs) Me and Andrew looked at each other when you said terrible. Yeah. But we had to calibrate. Like we're starting to learn. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting to learn that guests are different. When they say like, We've done some shitty things. And they're like, oh, like, I stole a, a piece of candy from Walmart. I was like, that's not shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Once again, I couldn't be HR because I'd be like, what? <laughs> I thought you were going to say vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> so did you kill your, mo- your grandmother? <laughs> um, no, I did not. So you, you navigated that year, finished yeah. out high school, yeah. went to college. Yeah. Grad school. Yeah. Now you're a business owner. Yeah. What's next for Tara? Good question. Uh, I just want to keep running that business, make sure it still ha- keeps happening. What's okay. your number? My number? What would you sell for? I would never sell it. What if it's a briefcase? Ooh, a briefcase. A briefcase? Yeah. I don't know what person would knock on your door with a briefcase full of cash and say, I want to buy your business right now, like in a hoodie. Oh, <laughs> I hope make like something like Autism Speaks does it because they're like, we want to better our image. Okay. That would be great. Is that okay? I thought because I have a terrible image. I right thought now. that was like a, a a part of your autism growing up. Who's your competition? Yeah. Autism Speaks for sure. Done. We're Done. We got you. No, don't do it. <laughs> you, <laughs> up, you officially sit out. No. <laughs> no. I would be happy to work with them. It, that would be great, though, if like I got a briefcase and someone was like, I want to sponsor you. Okay. I want to yeah. partner with you. Then totally on board. Yeah. But I think this is the thing I would want to run for a very, very long time and then maybe write some books from it, speak here and there. Maybe, yeah. And then TV show? Maybe. I would love to build out media parts of it. Because, like, you know how those Day in the Life things on YouTube are kind of big or, like, Millennial Money from CNBC? I would love to do that for the autism and neurodiverse population. I think that would be a great way to show visibility and show, like, that particular set of what life may look like. Hey, your yeah. autism speaks. I got a little message for no. you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should. They. No, oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. People are so upset about them right now, too, because it's their 15th birthday or anniversary, and they were like, we've listened to you all. We're shifting things. Because, like, okay, so the puzzle piece is controversial. The name Autism Speaks is controversial. Why? Because um, they tend to exclude people on the spectrum from being part of conversations about, like, growing it. Oh, so, oh. like, they won't have any people on the spectrum, like, on the board or yeah, anything? Yeah, yeah. 
Mm. or create anything with them. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> yep, 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 mm-hmm. yep. And uh, mm-hmm. the puzzle piece is also controversial because autistic people are like, I'm not a puzzle piece to be figured out. Like, I'm just a person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they kept the puzzle piece <laughs> and changed the color to be like this ombre effect. That's like. I don't even know what ombre means. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so trendy. That's it. <laughs> and then uh, hashtag choose kindness is like their thing. I don't know. People are just are very. Yeah. Choose kindness. A, you can choose a lot of things. <laughs> choose justice. Exactly. <laughs> choose justice. Some Batman's. Uh, choose uh, healthiness. Yeah. Choose friendliness. Choose inclusiveness. Choose inclusiveness. Yeah. Kind of like if you said someone was kind, that's not that's like a mid tier compliment. Mm. Like you say someone's wonderful. Someone is spectacular. You're kind. Mm. You're kind of cool. <laughs> Kind bars aren't even good. Exactly. Kinda. Okay. Exactly. Kinda okay. Kindness. Yeah. I'm, I love it, though, because kindness can go a long way for in terms of, like, how you interact with people who are different from you. But it's also, like, one of those, like, inspirational type of porn type of things that are super fake. I saw your face when I said that inspirational porn. Like quote porn. Okay, yeah. okay. I was like, <laughs> do I need to check this out? Like, no. <laughs> no. I view it as a weakness. Mm. You see kindness as a weakness. Yeah, I'm all about stoicism. And unkindness. And unkindness. <laughs> um, Unkind and rewind. I guess I would want to know if I was like listening to you talk. Um, what are your current challenges regarding autism growing up? Yeah, uh, time. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to like get more people on board to help out behind the scenes. Because Cassidy, who's my community manager right now, is helping out so much right now as it is. And I'm like, oh, wow, there are a lot of things I would love more help with so I could focus on the things I want to do. Um, another major challenge is like our – my dad would be like, why didn't you say this? Because he's on my board. Um, why did you say this first? Uh, money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's our main uh, donor right now as a member of our, my board. And like money could just help us build out so many things. How can people donate to you? They can go to our website, autismgrownup.com. Is there a donate button? There's a big donate button. Is it PayPal? What color is it? Mm-hmm. It's PayPal. It's green button i think what's the shape of the button a rectangle or do you think you should make the button red so people know it's an emergency to donate to you like stop that's a good question and donate to me incorporate like uh, a code system to let people know where your funds are currently sitting yeah so if you're good it's green (laughs) if starting to get a little iffy yellow Mm. oh my god it's orange Mm. oh no red alert Red alert! Tara's eating ramen and pimping James. Red alert! <laughs> <laughs> pimping him to dogs right now. That's yeah, what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> making him do all the work. No. Oh, man. I would love to get James on, too, in the future. I just want to put that. But that's, I, don't know. I know. He just like I don't know if he's okay couple. with me talking about that. But 
I keep being like, you should help me with the project management of like raising funding or development with it. Oh, but I see it. Hmm. I see so many things. <laughs> what do you, I see I don't so many that. things with you and James. It's it's spectacular. Y'all running a business together. Oh man. <laughs> Whoa. I don't know if I should ask any further questions. I just see it. Like you're nervous about the business. He talks to you. He boosts you up. Yeah. He gets a little nervous. You boost him up. He just doesn't get nervous though. Okay. <laughs> Y'all listen. He does about some things, but not. <laughs> he helps Y'all me out the most with he's that. He's like Ryan Gosling in Drive. Yes. Y'all raising little puppies together. Like four of them. Oh man. Oh my god. I cannot wait. You don't have to tag me in it. Because you probably shouldn't, because it has nothing to do with me. Okay. I cannot wait until y'all have that post. We just brought our first house. <laughs> I can't wait it. I can't wait for it. I'm excited for it. Why are you gonna stay at our house? No, I'm just saying. It? Like oh, that's okay. the next. I've watched y'all. I watched y'all start out. Yeah. I remember at a practice when you we were. Oh, can we talk about that? Sure. At a practice, you were talking about how you and James were like. Doing the dance of where y'all going to date? Yeah, we were there for that practice. You guys were there from the start. That's exactly. why we're still contractually obligated to do a set at their wedding. Yes, we haven't forgot about that. I know. You said we could do a set. I know. I did. It's just facts. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna happen. Yeah, regardless of if you marry each other or not. <laughs> whoever you married, I mean, yeah, I preferably yeah. you marry other people because that's two sets, and yeah. I'm just trying to get exposure. Yeah. You thought we were joking when we said we want to do a set at your wedding. You <laughs> think you were just because you guys said proposal too. Oh no! Did oh, I bring that too? Oh, about that. Whole other thing. <laughs> oh, I'm, I see it happening. You start walking on the beach. You see us standing there with our fingers pointed <laughs> at oh, each other. <laughs> Engagement. <laughs> And, and then, then you do a full mono scene, and then James comes out at the yeah, end. Yeah, proposal. Land scene. You think it's just us. You don't know he's there. Yeah, no, he's there the whole time. Man, a, yeah, that does go way back. He has a good mind for stuff like that. He does. He'll be on the podcast soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't wait to hear his. I'm going to grill him. I want to ruin this man's career. <laughs> <laughs> so he has to come work at your yes. job. So, no, please <laughs> Please never do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think those are the big ones. But he's like, he's such a great person to go to whenever. I'm usually the one. I like to try to be like cool as a cucumber, right? Under pressure. <laughs> and then I'll come that home. That phrase made you. As yeah, a cucumber, exactly. right? It made you so cool. The nerd yeah. is back. Uh, and But, like, when I see him and I'm like, oh, my gosh, here are these things that happened today. Yeah, he's definitely, like, my rock for sure. Okay. Yeah. He's a strong one. He is. And very thoughtful and very much, like, a great listener through and through. Like, he'll let me, like, vent and say all the things I need to say. And he's such, such a great active listener where he will say back to me what I'm saying and just not try to fix the thing, which is so important. You may not know this. He's a keeper. <laughs> for the for Quidditch? <laughs> um, no, yeah. our brothers. Oh. He's really good. He's a keeper. If you ever need somebody 
to keep your sibling. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's a good one for that. And in, yeah, the other way too. I agree. I'm trying to think of any other way that I word could be used. I was trying to too. Um, if y'all buy a a, a female dog, y'all yeah. should keep her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we have this part of the podcast. Okay. It's a special part. Ooh. We have them give a motivational speech. Really? Yeah. And you could act more surprised. I am really surprised. You are though. actually? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And like but it's happening. Yeah. Uh, so if you look at that camera right there. What would I say? The motivational speech. Act like you're uh, maybe talking to younger Tara or okay. you're talking to a group of middle schoolers. Okay. Ooh, is it the person that made the mistakes this time? Ooh. Yeah. Or somebody who's about to make the mistakes, let them know why it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, you got a time machine. That's what we should do. So we're giving you a time machine to go talk to your younger self. Love it. Yeah. And we have like some time machine sounds in the background. You don't actually know it's a time machine because it's like not – you don't. It's not a vehicle that you get into. It's actually just a briefcase. Mm. Yeah. And Ooh, you a open briefcase. it, and then all of a sudden, flash, you're in. Oh no! September 11, two thousand one. I felt that coming, but I was like, "That is that's too far." She wants to talk to her junior yourself, so I stopped the. Yeah. <laughs> I to talk to the eleven year old. Was just playing the piano and came upstairs and saw my top ten TV. <laughs> I still went to school that day. You're not a patriot. Go ahead. <laughs> 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 I'm a pinhead, Bill O'Reilly. Hello. Hey, Tara. I hope you're doing well. And other people watching this, too. I hope you're doing great. Um, just remember that everything will be fine. Um, listen to your dad and your mom and be nice to your siblings. Um, Tasha will still hold things against you. For the rest of your life times that you get upset with her that's okay she will remember and always bring those up <laughs> like that time that you were like you're driving me crazy even just saying that she'll bring that up it's okay <laughs> you'll see her in a little bit and she'll say it again um but just know that uh whatever college you end up going to it's all good you'll find the path that you want to go on um that you know will make a difference for people in your community, um, in the autism community, because that's where you end up going, FYI. <laughs> you don't know this. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I still will do it. I think even then, <laughs> um, that there is still so much you have to learn, and that is good, because like, just continue down that path of learning and challenging yourself. It's okay to take um, all of those AP classes your senior year, but just make sure you actually like learn something in each of those classes because Mr. Burleson in AP government is not going to teach you at all. He's just going to play um, the Patriot over and over <laughs> this year. Um, and just know that the friends you have now are the ones that are going to be close with you in college too. So everything that happened then is, is just makes your friendship even stronger and you'll still have those people with you in different ways as you get older too. Um, so I think that's like the main thing, just keep on keeping on, if you'll know what I mean. 
Is the Patriot with Mel Gibson? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's not my main question. What's the What's the question? What's the movie that he was in when he's Scottish? Braveheart. Yeah. There we go. I was trying to. As you were talking, I was like, I haven't seen Braveheart in a long time. Do you want to? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tara, don't ask. Braveheart is a classic. I might have a uh, a video up of Braveheart. His little speech at the end. Corey Corey Brown gave me this idea, but uh, his little speech when he's talking to the the army. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cut myself in as a, a member of the army. He's gonna be like going hard. And I'm just gonna be like, yes, yeah, girl. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes, queen. Yeah. What do you want to leave the people with? Hmm. Um, keep listening to these fine fellows here. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> what about your podcast? Um, yeah, come listen to my podcast. You can find it on our website too, awesomegrownup.com. I release an episode weekly, different interviews with different folks. Maybe you'll see more of an overlap with improv and things like that there too. Yeah. Um, about your podcast and your uh, your uh, business. Yeah. Um, HS2 is still for free hire to make you an advertising video. Oh, that's right. You guys are going to make a video <laughs> for the whole nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wanted, I thought you guys were going to make it that day for real. And I was like, I didn't send them anything about it. So <laughs> I wonder what it's going to look like. <laughs> Autism. Grown up. <laughs> that would be the last. <laughs> The first, middle, and last, just over and over again. And Andrew's like, yes! Yes, girl! I was more thinking of an action flick. Like, it's like, yeah. Best actor. Oh, yeah, true, true. We could do something. Maybe we could do a donut in a car. Ooh. A periwinkle Kia donut. You zoom out from a donut. To a car doing donuts. To a car doing donuts. Why hasn't Krispy Kreme ever done that? I know, anybody. I imagine, like, uh, you have a kid, and he's a, he's a child. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. That checks out. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes, and then he comes back as an adult. Oh, yeah. And he's like. Never mind. This is idea is not going there where I want it. He's like, I was just in a time machine. <laughs> I had a briefcase, and, and here I am today. Autism today. has grown up. <laughs> yeah. What if uh, you just have this this average Joe, <laughs> average Joe Blow person, uh, and then you show them getting a flyer for autism grown up? Cut to they're just like sitting on a pyramid of cash. And like mm. they're they have a yacht yeah. and they're holding up a sign that says I'm successful, and um there's uh, birds birds are flying around exotic birds, birds. and uh, then you're like uh, autism growing up completely changed my life. Yeah, pull out a, from the playbook of those millionaires that are online yeah yeah because yeah. uh, i measure success by number of birds on a yacht <laughs> number of birds don't forget about the yacht well it's yachts yeah. there yeah yeah money no 
Imagine it's late 1980s. I love that you guys are pitching. <laughs> <laughs> late 1980s. <laughs> late 1980s. Um, you have a it's a buddy cop movie. Okay. Uh, you have a, you have a one cop and he gets a new partner. Yeah. Who he needs to learn from. Uh, there's a bad guy out there. Of course. The, of course, there's a bad guy. T- your typical 80s villain. He's Russian. Uh, he's got the accent. Of course. And uh, they're in a tower. They're in a tower. And, and okay, the guy, the, the, the guy, the partner gets captured. And it's up for the guy on the spectrum to come save him. And then at the end, after he shoots the Russian in the face, <laughs> he's like, he says your line, autism. <laughs> Just autism? <laughs> <laughs> I take that, that win. Yeah. Did I win? <laughs> I get zooms in. You sit on his face. <laughs> As he... <laughs> Cause you know, like the typical, like he's like, uh, put your weapon down. I got your partner, and I'm pointing a gun at his head, and he's like standing behind him, and he makes, <laughs> he sh- he hits the pinpoint shot, and he's like, <laughs> the autism. <laughs> it's, I think that represents everything that you're all about. Company is about. I wish the this life gun violence. I with. <laughs> Kidnapping. <laughs> Russian R- Russia. Russia and life. Oh man. You can't make that short. <laughs> yeah, you play the Russian guy. Yeah, you have to play the Russian guy, Basil. <laughs> you won't pull the trigger. <laughs> Autism. <laughs> <laughs> I know many people who would love to play that. We have to get an autistic actor to play of that. Course, then, of course. That's all I was thinking. My friend Bill to play it. Yeah. Auto- oh. What if you did that, though? What if you had a series of advertisements where you just played off of uh, genre tropes? Yeah. That'd be fun. And the only thing they said was <laughs> catchphrase-wise. <laughs> what is your tag? Do you have a tag? Um. Yeah, let's it's changed many many times because it's been like it's uh, it feels so big sometimes because i have i'm focusing on autistic adults families and professionals so i think right now it's um let's find or let's create answers and connections for autism in adulthood i like it i like it yeah we need a tagline for me for the podcast and for hst oh we do yeah what is it off the top of your head I gotta make one for you. You have to make one for me yeah. for this. Okay. For per no, just you personally. Oh yeah. my life. Uh, yeah. Me. Uh, Andrew's been tasked with at the end of every episode to come up with a slogan or a tag for oh, the the episode. What would it be? Do you know? It's gotta brief. Uh, Sarah Regan. Very. Oh wait, no. You know who you can believe in? Tara Regan. Ooh, I like that it rhymed. Nice. <laughs> it always rhymes. It does. Tara Regan, autism grown up. Going to the top, watch it blow up. Show enough. <laughs> I like the first one. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was a little <laughs> bit. Second too one for later. Alternate title. I put too much onto it. Yeah. <laughs> so much personality, though. I'm a big personality. Yeah. I say that as monotone as possible. <laughs> Trust me. I'm a huge personality. I've had your food before. <laughs> Tara Regan. Food always seasoned. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now these two rhyming compliments. <laughs> um, no one's ever really rhymed with my last name before. So you guys are making moves. Tara Regan watched The Walking Dead and hated Negan. Oh, yeah, probably. Tara Regan. She's staying with James because she ain't leaving. Oh. Tara Regan. Go back to 1990. Mm -hmm. 1990, her life began. What? That's it. That's everything. Okay. Yep. Uh, Go ahead and say what you got to say. (laughs) What are you leaving the people with? Uh, Follow me on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and TikTok, Andrew Gleason MC. Follow Humor and Mistakes on Instagram, Humor and Mistakes Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe. Leave a review. Uh, you can follow me at I keep it McReal because I keep it oh so real. Oh, you have something else? No, I was just gasping because you did keep it up. <laughs> oh, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you, Tara, for being on the show. Thanks for having me. And we out. Thank you for listening to the podcast all the way through. If you've enjoyed this, please like and subscribe or just let us know what we can do to improve your listening experience. Thank you, little mistakers. <laughs>